Hey there, it's Mike Tramp, and you're listening to White Lion Fever, where rock and roll is still alive like it always has been and it always will be. Actually, welcome to the program this week, even though I'm confusing myself. We're with uh, Bumblefoot. Uh, from yeah. Yes. located. Yeah, it's very, it's very gothic. It's quite a gothic little uh, area. This the uh, the <laughs> the cutting room. Now, um, <laughs> part of the reason we're doing this is because Guns and Roses are off to Australia in March. And um, what what are your re- recollections of your previous visits to Australia? Did you have any oh my God, preconceptions? So like, was it anything surprised you? No, you know what? It was uh, it was what I expected. And I wasn't disappointed at all. It was wonderful. Mm. Um, Strong memories of, of Perth and Fremantle, and, and you know, just visiting all the little shops over there, and visiting Bon Scott's grave, paying respects, and and uh, going to the wineries in the area. Wonderful time there. Uh, what else? I mean, well, we've been to Brisbane and and Adelaide and Sydney, and yeah, and uh, what was it? Uh, Townsville. Yeah, that was, that was that a was bit off the beaten one, track. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That was December 2nd, I think it was, or something like that. Yeah, it was December 2nd, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we hit that of 2010. Then we came down to Sydney. Remember, I jammed with uh, with Fozzy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And cool. then we played in Sydney at the big the big race. And, and uh, had a lot of good times over it's there. Funny you me- good it's funny you mentioned Townsville, because I was away at the time. I was overseas. But the local TV crew got into the show. I don't know if you remember. And they took footage and they said, oh, these guys are miming and all this sort of stuff. Do, do you remember that? There was some sort of... Con- Maybe it was after you left town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was a big big drama in Townsville, which is, it's off the beaten track for a rock... For rock the big rock bands I don't go there. I you, nothing is... Yeah. <laughs> everything I shall sing is real. Everything I play is real. Uh, everything I sing is real. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, we, we, we fuck up enough that you know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> Now, um, uh, the last, uh, you've been in the news a little bit lately because you're upset. You said you're asked by a magazine. Oh, um, shit. That's stupid fucking UK bullshit. You're asked by a magazine, what what advice would you give a young musician? And you said, be on time. And that was interpreted as criticizing a singer, you know. Well, no, it's just, you know, people are always looking. You know, if you get some rag that, that doesn't have any credibility and can't get people to to read their shit, you know, based on on how good they are, they just look for, for bullshit that they can twist in other people's work that they can steal. So I did a really nice interview. It was very positive, and, and it was talking to young musicians about what is important starting out. So I told them the three things that I usually give as advice, which is to be early and make sure that you're on time and don't make anybody wait, which, yes, Guns N' Roses, blah, 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 I know, I know. You know what? When you're waiting, I'm waiting too. You know, I don't want to fucking wait three hours to get on stage. Mm-hmm. I want to give you guys a show and I want you to be happy when we're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, it's out of my control. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so yeah, so there's that. There's be on time to whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Be extra prepared. Mm-hmm. Meaning just, you know, don't just know what you need to know, but know a little extra. Know yeah. everything surrounding it in case something happens and you need to be dependent on or you can be dependent on to do what needs to be done mm-hmm. and to be relaxed and be calm mm-hmm. so that if everyone is freaking out and, and you know 
feelings, that kind of stuff, it's all contagious. If someone is going into a panic, other people start going into a panic, and someone's stressed and makes other people stressed, just don't do that. Don't be part of that. Just stay relaxed, stay calm, and you'll be appreciated for it just by not being part of all that crazy shit. Tell us about um, this year, um, big year for everyone, but for Guns N' Roses, recording, writing, what's happening? Anything well, right happening? So far, a lot of touring. You know, there's been talk all the time, you know, within us about the next album and what we're going to do, when we're going to do it and everything. Uh, but, you know, life always gets in the way and things get in the way and it's hard to have the momentum and the focus and everything that you need. It's hard to put everything aside to do a mm. whole album. Me personally, I don't want to do an album. I would just want to do a song. Mm. Let's just bite off a song and get a song out there and then bite off another song and get that out there. It's easier to do and that's... <laughs> look, waiting for an album to get done is too much. I can't even do it myself. I started doing just songs in 2011 and if I waited to finish an album, it still wouldn't be done and the album wouldn't be out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, at this point, when there's so much touring and so much other stuff going on, don't try and take on 14 songs. Do a song, and then another song, and then another song. Mm -hmm. And then figure it out from there. Ron, one question I wanted to ask for, uh, I think since late last year was, um, you know, if you remember uh, Kiss Unplugged, you know, and, and I always imagine what it was like to be um, Bruce Kulik and Eric Singer when they got those guys on stage that night here in New York City you, you'd be going here we go here we go and, I, and, and when all that talk was happening about the Hall of Fame I just wonder for you and for the other guys in the band was it a bit of the same feeling here we go here we go the, the push is on you know um, did, was there a bit of that feeling or not <laughs> I, I, I knew it was going to be uh, another event in the history <laughs> of the band. I, I knew, no matter how it turned out, but you know, honestly, we tried to work it out with, with the Hall of Fame mm -hmm. to come up with something, but they had it in their mind what they wanted, it was their way or no way. Yeah. So they wouldn't budge and they were just trying to force a situation that wasn't good for everybody and we wanted it to be good for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, fuck yeah! <laughs> so... <laughs> So despite the fact that um, maybe certain people were painted as villains, that wasn't the way it really was. It was, uh, no, yeah. No, no, it's like, you know what? Speaking of Kiss, they're not in the Hall of Fame yet. Yeah, yeah, other, I yeah. know, right? Yeah, and a lot There's of other great of, bands. Yeah. A lot of people should be in there that are. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll let you go. No, sorry, Deep sorry. Purple isn't in there either, right? Yeah. That's a fucking travesty. Rush isn't in there, right? They just got inducted. They just got inducted yeah. now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Finally. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Yes, um, another song, Ron. Another we'll... song. What's up? Hang on, wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay. Hang on, let me finish this. We got it. Okay. Um, another song. All right. How about? So I'm glad to be here. Dead. But when the world looks at me, they see some other guy that doesn't 
keep on tearing me apart They wanna get inside me so they can kick around my heart But when the world looks at me they see some other guy It doesn't matter what I say, they all made up their minds I didn't like it then, I still don't like it now I find a stretch of smile somehow and say
Hi, this is Nick Barker, and you're on White Line Fever. Okay, welcome back to the program. We're at NAM. Always wanted to do one of these interviews at NAM. It's my first one. But uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're talking to the DC4 now. Um, uh, because we're an Australian side, we'll start with Rowan. Uh, you've just been you've been in Oz uh, with Heaven. Is that right? Yeah, I was just there with Heaven. Yeah, and that's great. I love the Australian people. And can't wait to come back again. Yeah, it's great. Um, do you come back? Do you start eating Vegemite? Do you start talking? Does he start talking with an Aussie accent when he comes back? <laughs> Hard to decipher because they sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> I know what an ochre is. I know what an is now. So. Well, it's actually Australia Day today, so maybe you wish Happy everyone. Australia Day. Happy Australia <laughs> Day. Now tell us that uh, a lot of the people watching and listening, they wouldn't know anything about Nam, wouldn't know what it is. Uh, how, how would you explain it to a layman or a lay girl? <laughs> well, Nam is uh, well National Association of Musical Merchants. So you basically have every musical instrument under the sun that any company is selling uh, available, but it's also been a, a very big, uh, you know, rock and roll has always been the predominant thing here, I think. Uh, but it's just, it's a great event. I've been coming probably for 20 years and, uh, you know, developed relations with companies here. Um, it's just a really, it's a good time, it's a lot of fun, and, you know, there's guitars everywhere. I mean, what's wrong with that? Now, uh, what's what's happening in the world of the DC4? You're getting uh, ready for a new record. What's what's the latest? Yeah, we're going to record a new record this this year. I think we're going to get it released on a, on a label. I don't know if we're supposed to sort of mention that, but uh, yeah, yeah. Jeff's writing most of the material for it, so um, and he's got some great stuff. We'll be we'll be putting it together. So expect another album from us this year. Any hints about the direction of my take? Uh, any? Uh, harder and louder. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about it. <laughs> and I mean, most, most people would know you for the song Rock God. I mean, I suppose the big question is, are there any left? And if they are, they're probably in this room, aren't they? Yeah, right. They're around. <laughs> they're, yeah, there's one right there. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> there's one right now. That's what it thinks he is. <laughs> <laughs> the scene has changed a little bit, hasn't it? A lot of it. Yeah. Do you think some people have got a bit negative? You guys are still pretty positive, but I suppose some some people are a little bit negative about you know no radio, no no industry anymore. Yeah. It's, it's a different thing. You had a good lookout. Well, you know, it's a burden. For me, it's, or I think for the band too, I think I speak for us, it's not about, we don't really focus too much on that. I mean, we take care of our business and do what we can do. But, you know, we're, we're a band and we make music, we're musicians. And it's not something that I'm ever going to let stop me from creating and getting, and getting music out there. Okay. So, yeah, the business has changed, but, you know, it's always changed. First there was just radio, then there was vinyl, then there was cassettes, then there was CDs. Now it's digital. You just go with it and keep creating, you know, whatever the, whatever the, uh, you know, format it's coming out on, you know, you just adapt. Just adapt. I'm looking forward to finding some software in here that'll uh, get all that peripheral noise out of the background because it's very noisy in here. What'd you say? <laughs> exactly. I'll just ask, is, is there anything happening? And we'll, we'll get a song if you just pick any song. Uh, but, um, Geo-related projects, anything doing? Uh... Uh, well, I was just in Europe. I was just in Europe with uh, a band called uh, Southern Cross, which is a Dio tribute band, and we we played a few gigs in Norway and Sweden, and it was great. They're great guys. We have a, hope to do it next year again, and, and we raised some money for the uh, for Ronnie's Cancer Foundation as well. Okay. So it was great. Okay, song guys, and I'll leave you in peace. Hey, pick, pick a song, any song, maybe one of yours though. Uh, triple X. Yeah, triple X. Triple X. Triple X. Okay, guys, thanks very much for talking to us. Uh, okay. Pleasure. Oh, yeah, I just want to pray there, baby.
dirty. Hey, this is Jizzy Pearl here, hanging with Steve, and you're listening to White Line Fever.
Now, uh, welcome uh, back. We're, we're in Vegas. All the uh, slot machines are, are tinkering in the background, tinkling, and I'm here with uh, Juicy Pearl from Love Hate, and you're off. And to... I'm here with Steve, the compulsive gambler. <laughs> and we're off. And you're off to England in a couple of months. How did this tour come together? It came together real fast. I got a great agent. There's no drama. I'm looking forward to um, playing shows every night and not getting snowed in. <laughs> What sort of set list are we looking at? Um, in the past, you played uh, Blackout end to end. What, what sort of set list can we expect on this tour? Um, we're going to play all the hits, as we do all the time. We're going to play majority of the songs off the first two Sony records, but we're going to throw in some other songs as well. And um, it's going to be a great time. And um, how does touring these days differ from maybe 1990 when I first interviewed you guys in England? couple of more gray hairs um, gotta take care of yourself a little bit more um, don't have to use a condom <laughs> okay and um, aside from the love hate tours which uh, go to Europe where, where you, you know the band is still very popular what what, what, what what else is on the agenda for you personally Jizzy what, what else are you got playing um, I do I do music here where I live for fun and I do tours for fun. And um, music for me right now is 99.9% .9 enjoyment factor. I don't want any drama. I just want pure fun and music and I want to count my blessings every day. And I want to thank all the UK fans for hanging in with us and being loyal and um, sticking with uh, your Uncle Jizzo. You've been included on the bill for uh, M3, I believe, just in the last couple of days, is that right? That's who's right. who's in the lineup? Is that finalized yet? What sort of lineup it's is playing there? Me, I'm just doing spoken word. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, really. Spoken word. Um, yeah, I'm just, we're gonna, I'm doing the touring lineup. All right, the same lineup that's yeah, going to the UK? Yeah, touring lineup, bro. Right, right, okay. And uh, what, I mean, just in recent, um, like looking at M3, looking at the bill there, it's about the last festival left that's featuring that sort of music, isn't it? I mean, how would you sum up the way thing, you know, the scene at the moment, I suppose? I mean, the big bands are still making a lot of money, aren't they? The, I mean, you know, Bon Jovi and you know, Motley you, Crue. If you have the luxury of being able to, to play music and um, not beat the hell out of yourself, Ten months of the year in a van, it's it's all enjoyment and playing a festival and getting to hang out with people you haven't seen in a while or toured with in a while is a lot of fun. I told you this would be painless. I hope it has been. Uh, can we have one song from any song? Actually, in the history of recorded music, if you like, but maybe you like to. Ravel's Bolero. <laughs> um, yeah. Why don't you just play Blackout in the Red Room? In its entirety. The whole album. Okay. Two minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> Excellent.
Hello everybody, this is Ron Bumblefoot Thaw. You might know me from Guns N' Roses or not. And you're listening, <laughs> you're listening to White Line Fever.
Hi, this is Michael from Bonafide, and you're listening to White Line Fever. Okay, final segment of the show with uh, Bobby from Molly Hatchet. Now, we've talked about a number of issues. Let's just talk about the uh, future, like what, what's planned uh, recording-wise and, and touring-wise and, um, and, and sort of goals, I suppose. What sort of goals have you set yourselves as a band? You know, I, I think what we do, we just go along, you know, and we just stay constant. We stay steady. We don't follow trends. We set our own. We love touring. We're still going to tour, you know. We're touring all the time. We've got the Rock Legends cruise that's getting ready to come up, and that's with Farner and Paul Rogers and 38 Special. And it's an amazing thing that, that's going to happen in January. It's called Rock Legends Cruise. We're going to be touring all through the United States and back over here in the summertime. We're getting ready to sign a new deal next week. Oh, wow. Yeah, and a uh, new record deal next week. And then uh, be in recording, um, uh, actually pre-production over the summer, and then uh, in Germany record the new studio record for a 2014 release. And in the midst of all this, we have a DVD that's getting ready to come out that they found a lot of footage from the Lorelei Festival that we did with Skinner back in the mid-'90s uh, I guess it was unreleased stuff or something that they found, and, and uh, so we're coming out with a new DVD too. So it's a lot of stuff going on Molly Hatcher wise. That's um, that's great. And, and can you give us any titles for the new album? Any uh, song titles or album titles or any detail at all? I knew you were going to ask that. Yes, I can, <laughs> but no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, I can't really. I'm, yeah. I'm contractually yeah. obligated. You know, I can't. I can't do that. Is the stuff you write about different? Like, I mean, has that evolved, or do you try to stick to the similar topics and similar sort of characters? I mean, how has it changed? Well, we've stayed foundationally true to our mm. roots, you know. We write about our songs, truth, honesty, friendship, family. Mm. We write about the military, you know, the families, you know, the POWs and the missing in action. You know, we, we listen to people... When like in the T-shirt line, you know, when we sign autographs, you know, at the end of, end of the night, we we listen to people, we listen to our fans, we listen to our friends, who's our fans, mm-hmm. and and they tell us about the good times, all the wonderful things that have happened. Like, hey, this is my son, you know, this is like his first concert. Sometimes it's, hey, this is my grandson, <laughs> you know, this is his first concert, you know. And they pass on these great things to us, you know. Wife just got, they just got married or something, and really good things happen to them. And we take all this and we put it into songs, you know. That's how we make, that's how we make our music, you know. Mm. And in the same turn, we listen to people's trials and tribulations, their hardships and their struggles. And we also put that into songs, you know. And we try to give some type of meaning, some type of resolve, you know, to try to help people, you know, that are going through bad times, you know. Mm. And we put all this together along with our own life experiences. So I think to write about truth, honesty, friendship, family, I think that's really where it's at. I think that's why we've related to so many people through the years, you know. Mm. We're a people's band playing people's music for the people. And, and with all, all of that put together, that's what makes Molly Hatchet, and I think that's why we've been out here for decades. For um, the listeners in Australia, which is most of my listeners, I think, um, has anyone ever tried to get you down there? Has it ever even crossed your desk? Get us down where? Australia. Oh, you mean down under? <laughs> yeah. 
You know, it was pretty weird, you know, because uh, about 20 years ago, I think the live album was like number two on the charts or something down there, you know. Mm. But we've never been down there. My CPA, my accountant, likes to go to the Great Barrier Reef and, and, and get out there with the Great Whites for some strange reason. Yeah, very strange, yeah. I wouldn't do it, okay, <laughs> but he does. No, But, no, we really do want to go down there to... Um, um, Australia, you know, mm. it seems like we've been everywhere else except down there. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys, you know, <laughs> to, to get the magic happening, to get it out on radio, and to get the people excited and say, hey, let's get Molly Hatchet down to Australia. Awesome. Let's have some promoters are listening. Um, okay, one <laughs> last song, please. Well, obviously, it would have to be Flirting with Disaster. You know? <laughs> I mean, okay, all right, you knew I was going to say that. Mm. Did you? No. Have you, right, how okay. many gigs have you played where you haven't played that song? Yeah. How many gigs have that we didn't play? Yeah. None. Okay. I mean, we've got to play that dude, you know? So, uh, you know, I don't know, flirting with disaster. And, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we, we led our lives like that for so many years, you know? And I think we still do, but we're smarter about it, you mm. know? We're wiser about it. And we're not as crazy about it, but we still do flirt. We do flirt with disaster 30-something years later. Yeah. Well, tonight we're flirting with lack of sleep. Uh, thanks very much for talking to us, and uh, we hope you see you in Australia soon. Steve, thank you so much. It's a pleasure and a privilege.
I got a white line fever. Going to run, land down under. Going to turn around the corner, way down yonder. And <laughs> I'm not even going to try to rhyme anymore. <laughs> Michael Monroe here for White Line Fever and Dig Michael Monroe Sensory Overdrive, the album, the band. You get a chance, come and check us out live. We're going to rock your socks off and whatever, rock like fuck. That's what I say, okay? <laughs> come on down and rock on.